0: Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared more than one million times on the internet. Kind of cool, but kind of weird, too. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're live. We're, We're live. Hey. Welcome. How are you today? Thank you. It's a beautiful day. I'm Barry Smith. I'm Beth. Welcome to Radio Tiny House. We hope you are having a great morning. Uh, today is Wednesday. We're a day late. Uh, maybe a dollar short. I don't know. But we're certainly a day late. It's the 24th of February. Um, it's wonderful You're weather here. not supposed here. to
1: confess that we're a day late.
0: Oh, okay. We're We're not a day, but I always say it's Tuesday, you know, so if it's Wednesday, then that's different. So we have a special guest with us today, so we're going to get pretty much right to it. I'm (laughs) going to say, Caroline, what happened this morning?
2: Uh, Well, my children came to tell me that the dog, our Great Pyrenees, had a chicken, one of our chickens, who had flown out of the coop. So we went and rescued the chicken, who was totally fine. The dog was trying to get her back into her space. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was an interesting morning trying to get the dog situated away from the chicken, um, and get the chicken back into her coop.
0: So this is tiny house one. It's a, this is actually before tiny house two, the shed house was built, but the. We were
1: actually still building when this rainbow was happening and I was running up the driveway, yelling at people to give me a camera. (laughs) What
0: a perfect picture of, of such a wonderful house.
1: Yeah. And so anyway, Caroline, our daughter, is with us today, and she is a book editor and lives in our front yard, or we live in her backyard, and so we wanted to talk to her about (laughs) um, her living in a tiny house, Tiny House One, but also wanted to talk about her, uh, she's part of our new Work From Home series, right? because Caroline works from home. We work from home, obviously, mostly, Um, but I just wanted to have the opportunity to share what uh, Caroline's lifestyle has turned into, and the fact that she is um, works from home. And I'll let her tell, talk about that. All right. Why don't we do you the ready, next ready to slide. move to the
0: next side? Well, I also want to add that if Caroline weren't working from home, she would not be able to have a chicken chasing experience <laughs> because she would be commuting somewhere.
1: That's true, yeah, Caroline. Yeah, that is true. That is true.
0: I'd rather chase chickens than commute.
1: Yeah. Agreed. All right. Agreed so
0: that. We're going on to picture two, and I have no idea what it nope, is.
1: No, he hasn't even seen this presentation. Because I haven't
0: seen the presentation yet, but I know the house. Yeah, right. So Oh, well, that's not a house. That <laughs> yeah. is our beautiful <laughs> daughter.
1: <laughs> in front of if this, this is a little, little sneak peek to talk about today.
0: It yeah, in front of a lot of books. Right. Because right. not only is Caroline an editor,
2: a book uh, editor. A book
0: editor, she's also and author. She's our author and resident.
2: (laughs) Um, So the first book in the back is called Perspective Parenting, and it is about um, raising your children with a grateful mindset. Um, It's particularly for single parents, because I have been one for the last six years or so. Um, And I had a, a lot of questions about how I was raising my children to be as conscientious as they are and um as well-mannered and so my answer to that was this book and it talks about a lot of the practices that we have in our house we do a lot of um uh gratitude experiences every night at dinner we do what's called rose and thorn where we talk about the good things that have happened um, and the things that we're grateful for And um, last night, Aiden's two things that he was grateful for. Well, he had four. He had two video game related things and two non-video game related things. And his Uh, two non-video game related things were Happen Mom. Um, uh, He was grateful that we played Minecraft with him yesterday. Um, But also (laughs) just, um, you know, we do a lot of meditation in our house um, and slowing down and and trying to think about things from a holistic perspective as a parent. Um, and I think that parenting is an opportunity to be grateful and it's such a gift. Um, even doing it alone, I think it can be really challenging, but um, it's, you know, there's a lot of support systems in place and a lot of things that can be helpful if you're looking for them. Um, right. And it doesn't have to be something that, that's such a chore. Um, And then the book underneath that is Writing as Meditation, which is a book that I put out just last year. Um, I had been thinking about it a lot, and it's essentially um, a guidebook for people who want to write their own books. It's um, things that I've taken from workshops throughout the years and just put it in book form and made it essentially a writing journal. So anyone who's looking to write a book can use that as kind of their springboard for finishing their book. And then the last one is my first work of fiction. It is a romance novel, and I should say that it it's probably for people eighteen and over. Um, I had someone. Which is why your parents days. haven't read it.
0: Wait a minute, i not read it.
1: No, no, it's just that part was just kind of weird for me. So I'm like, we want to support you, but we haven't read it.
2: No, that's fine. Um, I have thought about doing a redacted copy for family members. For parents? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, where, you know, I'll just take a Sharpie and X out right. all of those parts. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, not erotica. it's not erotica. It's just a steamy romance novel. But I did have a friend of mine the other day say she was a little shocked because she thought it was going to be sweet. And it is not a sweet Ooh book necessarily, which is where those, you know, scenes are not shown. Um, But it takes place (laughs) out on a ranch in Wyoming. Um, That sounds familiar. Yes. I lived out on a dude ranch for a summer. um, And so that's where a lot of that takes place. And the main character, her name is Catherine and she's a single mom. Um, And she uh, has a horse rehabilitation um, ranch, essentially, and she uh, is a second chance romance for people who are interested in in that in romance novels. It's a trope. Um, but it was a lot of fun to write. And I, my parents know this, obviously, but I am um, getting my MFA in creative writing. So right now I'm putting together a short story collection, um, which will be part of my thesis project for next year. And it is about, revolves mostly around Southern Gothic um, as a genre. So um, I, I really enjoy being able to write a lot of different things and a lot of different topics to kind of, you know, broaden my horizons as an, a writer and an author. Um, but Under a Blanket of Blue does have a sequel that I'm working on as well. So always writing pretty much every day. Always writing.
1: always
0: writing. That's right.
1: OK, well, she wasn't in mid sentence. Uh-huh. I wanted you to see if we can flip to her. We're working through this and I'll edit this out to where you can see her.
0: Oh, uh, just her? No.
1: When she's talking. They're, well, there. Uh, be but, nice to yeah. be able to see her when there, she's oh, talking. Oh, that's
0: a much better picture.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you right.
0: don't have to edit this out. I love unedited stuff.
1: Well, but I want them to see pictures, but I, okay.
0: Okay. So moving on. Now yeah, uh,
1: you're going to have to share that screen. Yes.
0: So this is, Beth always calls this the inspiration for Tiny House One. Right. But what's missing from Tiny House One?
1: The Porches. (laughs) I complain about it all the time, but we're going to get there eventually. We have plans. I'm
0: going to change your mom's middle name. (laughs) She's going to be Beth Porches (laughs) Smith. (laughs) Almost every episode, she talks about uh, the Porches on either your house or the double porches she wants on our house.
1: Well, there you go. So this was our inspiration for tiny house one. I saw this picture and um, then we kind of got inspired from that. And honestly, I can't find the architect anymore. I would love to get, give attribution to them, but I can't find them. Um, Barry's playing with the screen.
0: I hit the blue dot.
1: Right. Uh, So anyway, but, The next shot is our version of this house. And so I wanted to just show kind of the steps. Eventually, Caroline will have these porches. Her plan is to not only uh, do the wrap porch on the side, you can see, but she wants to go all the way around. Is that right, Caroline?
2: Yeah, it should wrap on three sides, essentially. Um, And then once I add my bedroom, it'll have its own little porch
1: on that side as well. Right. And your plan is to add a downstairs bedroom in the back right off the living room. And we're going to take a tour of your house. But obviously, um, as a part of our work from home series, we want to make sure we talk a little bit about the opportunity to work from home. And Uh, there's our version version. of it. Now, clearly the bottom isn't finished yet. We We will eventually, when Caroline puts those porches on the outside, and this was early on, there's no, I mean, this was just when it had been spray painted, no red door yet. No but, steps um, yet. No steps. This is when
0: we had the elevator.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can right. But I felt this was a clear way to see the contrast between what we are have and what we started where we're headed. And you know, it for us it'll be a several year project.
2: My ex-husband and I started the framing. Um, and we did pretty much all of the downstairs and we got the joists in for the upstairs floor. And um then we got to the roof section and it was really challenging to try to get the upstairs framing done and um just everything that needed to happen in the house because it didn't have a roof was kind of bowing outward right. um so we had to figure out a way to pull all of that in but in the midst of all of that um my ex-husband decided to leave us um not die yes. just you know left um <laughs> <laughs> I pulled in some friends of mine um, that are contractors and they literally um, and and I was pregnant um, when with our third child when all of this was going on, too. So um, they literally got straps and had to pull the house back in in order to to get the to square in order to get the um, roof up getting ready. Um, and so, yeah, it was an interesting project, but it sat without its roof or beams or anything for a while. Um, and we yeah, were yeah. worried about the integrity of, you know, the lumber being out in the elements for so long, but it was probably, it probably sat that way for, I don't know, six, eight months, maybe, maybe, not maybe quite that long. but about uh, at least six months.
1: Right. And then, you know, I think it's fair to talk about that because things do happen. These journeys are not easy. And we had to call in some professionals because this was something that was beyond our ability, really, to do uh, ourselves or or our choice. We laugh and say we don't do things that will kill us. If you see that ladder right there, that's almost 20 feet off the ground. We are not climbing that ladder.
0: Oh, I'd climb the ladder, but I wouldn't get on the roof.
1: That too. And we did have a roof.
2: I have a picture of Joseph up on, you know, way high up um, in the middle, you know, trying to get those beams in um, and the straps that he and Chris had to use to pull it all together. And right. his mom saw the picture and she was like, is that my son up there? Because it was high. <laughs> it's very high.
1: <laughs> it's high. And we didn't realize what we were getting into, but, you know, once it once and we were kind of relying on. Caroline's ex-husband who had some construction experience but once he left we had to solve the problem so we you know we called in everybody we knew we called in professionals we called in friends we worked on it I don't know it felt like night and day forever
0: yeah it was it was a lot a of lot work, of work but it was Worth Worth it it. in the end.
1: Worth it in the end. Okay.
2: All right. And you know, I kind of equate it to like one of those community barn builds um, because, yeah, literally, you know, I I had my friends camping out in my front yard in order to help us finish this project, um, which. you know, even even on my best days would have been challenging, but with three little ones underfoot and and or being pregnant through some of that, there was just no way I was going to be able to get this done all by myself.
1: Now here's that ladder going up to that very tall yeah. window. <laughs> <laughs> my goal was someday to put battens on here and make it farmhousey with the battens, but you know, but I don't know that I'm ever climbing up a ladder. We've to lost do it. that
0: ladder. Uh,
1: yeah. hey and that's me that is <laughs> that you. <is> you. <laughs> yeah hanging those joists for that second
2: floor yep yep the and those are actually exposed you can see those so I have um in my living room you can see all of those beams I really loved that exposed beam look um and so we left that open and and You know, I think mom has some feelings about that, but I love the way it looks open. It just makes it, you know, in a small house, I think with um, exposed beams and the more open you can get, the bigger it feels. Um, So it's really lovely to me that it's uh, still open. Yeah, Yeah, I I like it open, too.
1: I do. It's just you can see some of the electrical wires and, you know, my uh, brain doesn't like that. And we've got some (laughs) boxing around some, I mean, there's always projects. When you build a house, you never finish it. Right? No, yeah. You you know, oh, I would like to add this. Oh, oh, what did, I didn't do that, or that trim would look better. So there's always something in your head you'd like to go back and finish. Well, and I would like to get the boxes around her. I, I
0: like it because it's kind of farmhouse industrial. It is, and it's, we'll see. Um, we'll show yeah, with you'll, those you'll beams in pictures. a minute.
1: There in there. But I'm there's
0: sure. there's Caroline swinging a hammer. So she really does know. She how does how
1: to, know how to hammer. Uh,
0: hammer. Yep.
2: I do. And there's one of there's a picture of me using a saw too. And uh, you know, I you have were talking, that in here, I think. Oh, good. You may have this in here, but we were talking about, you know, having to stop and feed the babies and change diapers and things and, you know, we I nursed while I was painting the well house. I nursed my youngest while I was putting the tile floor down in the bathroom. Um, right. there's a picture of her laying in my lap while I'm putting grout and tile down and, you know, so it that those are experiences you really just don't get.
1: In when you're not doing a project like this,
0: that's exactly right. right.
1: And, and that's that, the good and the bad of that. I mean, like when you're yeah. when you're in it, you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Right? Is my is this never ending?
0: And it's, now Caroline even fixes her own dishwasher.
1: That's true. I do. I do. I fix. I try to fix most of my appliances. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you oh, know no, there so she is. Oh, there you I am. Me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I so I was what 28. 26 27 28 when we were doing all of this and i will say that that more than anything this gave me the ability to consider myself very resilient and that if i can build a house i can do pretty much anything of course again i had help with all of that but this was a huge learning curve and i had no construction skills whatsoever and you know my kids laugh at me because i have my own toolbox now um, but I've I've basically come to the conclusion that there's not a whole lot that I can't fix on my own, which I hope right. is something that I teach them as well.
0: Well, I mean, all you have to do is, uh, you know, most for what for most of what we would build or, or maybe even fix, except maybe a car, I, you can look anything up on YouTube and right. learn how to do whatever you want to do. It's all it's all a matter of wanting to do it. Um, it yes, it's much easier to pick up the phone and, and call, you know, uh, a dishwasher repair person if you can even find one these days. Uh, but there's a lot of satisfaction in doing it yourself. So, yep, I'm very, I'm very proud that you do that.
1: Well, thank you. Oh, there's mom.
0: <laughs> I wanted
1: to show that I too was working on the house.
0: Notice though, she's just, she's not actually using the gun. She's just pointing it and posing. So. That is
1: not true. That is not true. And we don't have a picture of this because teenagers um, and Caroline didn't have a chance to get pictures of that. But this is um, a little niche we put in the upstairs kids bedroom. It's kind of like a book reading nook. Of course, we're as, and we didn't even know at that time we were going to have this many books in this house. Nope. But, um, and, but they can add it as an extra place for somebody to sleep. It's just a little nook on top of the stairs, nope. but. We'll show that eventually.
0: Yeah, I think I have a picture of that, actually, but I didn't send it
2: to you. Oh. All right. Yeah, we we have a mattress on it right now for extra sleeping. But it was a bed. I mean, you know, before I got Brianna's bed, it was her bed where she was sleeping. Yeah, that's right. right.
1: We did use it as a bed. Little kids, you know. So um, this is
0: downstairs. This is the downstairs flooring. And this came from uh, a house that he had demolished or helped demolish. And it's very old. How old is it?
2: 180 years old. Well, by now, almost 190 years. I've been saying 180 years for, you know, almost seven years that we've been in this house or six years, I guess. Um, It's white oak. And he found it in a house that had burned down, um, down in South Georgia and pulled the house apart. And so we ended up using a lot of that for not only the floor, but also the molding and the staircase. Um, The staircase has this beautiful piece of oak um that you don't really notice unless it's pointed out it kind of looks like a railroad tie but it was one of the original beams to the original house and it's kind of the centerpiece of my stairs which I absolutely love yeah
1: yeah I think we have shots of that Uh, and you know I I put this picture in here because this is all reclaimed um and these uh, boards are not perfect by any means as you see we're trying to make them work and we're this is a just a dry fit to try to even see if we had enough boards to make this flooring work so it's a little uneven um if i had had a, the time and a planer i would have planed it um but we did strip all the paint off we stripped wallpaper off Pulled it was nails a out. ridiculous a... <laughs> project and then we were halfway through it i'm like what are we doing let's just get some <laughs> linoleum and throw it down so
0: so it... but It would be funny because mom, you know, I'd come over and pull nails and mom would go, what'd you do today? And I was like, well, I I pulled nails out of three boards. and (laughs) she'd be like three boards. That's all you did. Well, it was 10,000 nails (laughs) in those boards. (laughs) It had all been there for a hundred (laughs) years.
1: And of course, then we were worried about bugs. Yeah. So we sprayed some salt solution. I don't even remember what it was. We found it on the Internet. And every board was uh, um, stripped of paint and wallpaper. It was um, debugged and it was a crazy project. Was Was it worth it, Caroline? Absolutely. 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 I love my floors. Uh,
2: they're sometimes a pain because they're not grouted or, you know, we had planned to put resin in, but then we just needed to get in the house. Right. Um, so that's going to be another project, but that also requires moving everything out of my living room and kitchen because I'd like to be able to pour, you know, resin over the entire floor. Um, so that we salvage the wood and it kind of acts as a grout. So, you know, we lose pencils in between (laughs) the colored pencils (laughs) and crayons sometimes. Um, but you know, I have a a great little vacuum that, that helps with all of the, the dog hair and the pencils and things in between, but it's completely worth it. It's totally worth it. And I take very good care of them with Murphy's oil wash.
0: And they are (laughs) way better than the floors that we've got. Yeah.
1: We hate our floors. Um, (laughs) So, you know, the thing, other thing is we have found some wide crack grout that I would like to, not grout, but like um, caulk or something somebody recommended to me. And I sent it to you, Caroline, we need to try, try it, experiment so you don't have to lose pencils, but we did the best job we could to try to pull this together. But when you're working with 180 year old oak, I can promise you it doesn't move much if you're trying to no. adjust it. No, no, it you was going it to do it
2: wants to do.
1: Yep. Right. And we wanted to leave the board as wide as we could, as big as we could, because it has so much wonderful texture. Uh, but you'll see a few shots of it. Caroline's got carpets on it to kind of protect it. But we've got some later shots. Oh, that's us staining it in the middle of the night one night.
0: Yeah. That After we kind of fun. gotten it
1: installed. Yes. And then we had to shut the door and let it, you know, dry, dry and, and do another coat.
0: A million years.
1: Yeah. Yep. So that was we wanted to leave some of that back up, if you would. You can see we left some of the paint color on it, and I think that gives it some real yeah there and on that blue one, right there yeah gives us some it kind of gives it some personality but yeah that was a big job and we were it it was near the end of our build and we were like what are we doing we are crazy people (laughs) this is crazy.
0: Oh, this is um, upstairs, I guess.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about how crazy this was. Um, This is, we used tar paper, which was kind of weird because instead of house wrap, we used old-timey tar paper and it kind of smelled for a while, kind of off-gassed. And I wasn't sure that that was a good idea. But someone told me that if you, in order to have a green standard in your build, you needed to caulk. This is my electrician actually told me this. You needed to caulk. So I... I I took every uh, beam, what do we call this? Two by four stud, yeah. and cocked around it. That was another crazy project. I, I don't even I, I don't know what that was for. I think we all know. No, I know. That. But I mean, I was like intent about doing this because our first build, I want to do everything perfectly right. Yep. I wanted to give uh, Caroline the best house in the end so I was a bit crazy. Well, and I caulked everything. We did a that. lot of
0: that in in <laughs> when Tough Shed came out and built our house. Yeah. They got the framing up, but before that, I mean we fire caulked we everything. Yeah. We were just it in places crazy about where we it. thought there might be air loss. So. so
1: I know Barry and Caroline thought I was crazy when I'm like, you have to caulk all those things. Yeah, I
0: think that's a good thing actually.
1: And you can see there's also some fire caulk between that uh elect- see that electrical right line here. right there.
0: Yeah, the the red stuff is fire caulk. And our code is that any hole that goes through a a joist, any kind of two by four, either in the floor or in in the wall has to be caulked with fire caulk.
1: Yeah. So I know I drove you crazy. I'm sorry, people.
0: Well, I don't know. I think that was before and after that that (laughs) has continued. But that's a different (laughs) podcast, I think.
1: That's a different (laughs) podcast. Now right. we get to see the pretty things.
0: So yeah. So the, it
1: looks so <laughs> this sweet. Is so,
0: this is a great picture. Uh, and the color of that back wall is just amazing.
2: Yeah, you did a great job. I really love navies, um, obviously. Um, and that wall is called inked. It's a bear paint, I believe, that I got at Home Depot, but I wanted a feature wall. Um, and I, even though I live in a very small space, I'm consistently move my furniture around about every six months. Um, I, it looks different, you know, every time my friends come over and see it, I've moved some things around and sometimes it's in a similar pattern, but, um, you know, I think a lot of people when they live in small spaces feel very stuck in what their decor is, but that definitely has not been the case for me. I love to, you know, rearrange my furniture and, Um, move things around, move my television around. And I'm really happy with the way it is right now because we still have a lot of space. Um, But I really did want to have a feature wall. And you can see, I have my navy curtains up for winter, but those will get changed out for summer. I've got some um, kind of gauzy white curtains that I put up for summer to let all the natural light in. And, uh, you know, that's something my house is very energy efficient Um, and we, we have these big windows and I have them all over the house. I really wanted as much, I hate overhead lights. Um, I wanted as much natural light as possible. So we've got a lot of big windows, um, upstairs windows in every bedroom. There's one, two, three, four, five, six windows downstairs, um, including the little windows that are in the doors. And, um, you know, it holds heat really well in the winter. Um, It does get warm in the summer, but, um, you know, we positioned it intentionally so that we could get as much natural gain as possible um, as far as heat and light. And that has worked out really, really well for us.
0: Good. And you can see in the top of the picture. uh, Well, you can see it if you're if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, then the ceiling in the downstairs in the living room is well, the whole downstairs is open. It's uh, painted white and it's just open beams, which is quite nice.
1: Right. So let's talk about dimensions of this room because people always want to know about floor plans and things. This is, this house is um, 28, if I remember right, Caroline, it's 16 by 28, two stories. Yep. Um, And um, so this space, the living room, it's basically... um, a, da- a living room kitchen and bathroom downstairs and then you'll see upstairs it's uh two bedrooms and an office the office is in that dormer that was on the front so um, which is
0: a great workspace yeah, that's it's a great that's workspace. one of my favorite spaces in the whole house
1: and um, well I yeah so anyway yeah it is an amazing view we're so lucky but um so the the room you're looking at right now is um 16 wide, but then the Caroline chose to do, which I think was really valuable, instead of putting a closed-in, very narrow staircase, her stairs are four feet wide. I think that number is right. And the stairs, we have three-foot-wide stairs in our house, and I wish we had done the four-foot, although, you know, you lose some space. But walking up her stairs, it just feels so good because right. the stairs are open and they're wide and we'll see a picture of and, in a and
0: easy easy to move stuff up and upper, down up and down
1: right that's what
2: well, I, was I was gonna say know. that has been the best part of having wide stairs is that you know it's not a pain in the butt to move furniture up and down the steps
0: <laughs> right you come, you <laughs> come to the woman a woman
1: who moves her furniture all the time you come to a nice oh, wide yeah. landing
0: and then it's so easy just to turn and make mm-hmm. that turn and go up the rest of the way all right oh sofa oh a dog
1: yeah <laughs> We had to have that picture in there. Do what? One of many. Right in this picture, we didn't talk about it too much. These windows we found in somebody who was selling like reclaimed windows, right? But they were low E. And one of the things that that we see in people's houses that we're in our group. Uh, Facebook group or other Facebook groups is people use inexpensive windows. Right. These are inexpensive because we found them on Facebook or something. But they're Craigslist, high I
0: think it was Craigslist.
1: But they're high energy or high efficiency windows, and especially in back to your point about your house being pretty energy efficient. We used R thirty eight insulation in the ceiling. We used R thirty eight on the the um, under the um, floor but then we also have high energy windows and that was also part of our code. We had to do it. Right. But, um, I'm not, I don't regret it at all. Well, the high, the high efficiency
0: windows are, um, are great because you don't have, you don't have heat loss. You don't, you don't yeah. lose your air conditioning out of them. And Caroline
1: um, gets lots of light because right. she can have big windows.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, that was a, that was a good find. And and a lot of, a lot of people in, you know, in the shed group, uh, that we have, and in other shed groups as well, you know, they 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 want to do things that are are thrifty, right? But you don't have to put up with the normal just a shed window that you get in most of these sheds, right. especially the drag and drop sheds. You can go out and find something that's inexpensive, but still an HE window. Moving on, there are those oh, stairs. There's, there's uh the big wide stairs. And the sofa that is there in this picture, but, you know, in, in Might two be weeks, else next week. when, when spring comes, it will be in a different position. And uh, well, we're
1: always surprised when we elephant, go in there. An elephant
0: on the wall going up the stairs, which I, of course, love because I love elephants.
2: And so does well, Caroline, yes, she obviously.
1: Does.
2: Yep. You can see that one on the stairs. There's one behind my head right here. I'm wearing one. I have them all over my house. Um, I do actually talk about that in my prospective parenting book and how, you know, being an elephant mom, um, it's not like being a tiger mom, but it, they're just so amazingly um, child friendly in terms of you know raising their children and how they raise them, and um, it's just just really fascinating. But my stairs are one of my favorite parts of my house. Um, you can tell clearly I don't have enough books or bookcases because there's one right. under the stairs and then there's another one on the landing, um, two of them. On but the landing. that piece of wood, two of them on the landing. Yep. Um the piece of wood that I was mentioning is that brown piece that's unpainted right in the center um right behind the sofa and then the one at the end with the newel post is also right. Uh, right. Uh, reclaimed. Well
0: right. your stair tread excuse me is um is also um reclaimed and the great yes. thing about that is that these were all hand sawn. Right, And you can see the saw marks in some of these. Now, they may have gotten worn off by now just from, from walking over them. But I always thought that was really cool that you could see the the saw marks from where they cut the, the lumber.
1: And it's very rustic. I mean, a little; it doesn't fit perfectly. There's a little crack here or there. But that's what really makes this house charming. Yeah. I mean, when you walk into Caroline's house, we didn't know what we were creating, you know. Um, that the rustic pieces would make it feel so homey, um, but it does it it does most Caroline has friends from the city will say that it's just always never want to leave. They love her house. well,
2: and you know the it it's I think it's there's a lot to that. It's the pieces in it, um, and you know, kind of the the pieces that I've chosen to put in. but I want it to be welcoming. you know, there's a yeah. I did put in a prayer. Um, on the plywood right in front of the front door that our house would be welcoming. Um, and you know, I think that, that hopefully that has been true, but most of my friends say that it's like coming into a spa. It's just very peaceful. And that's exactly the kind of feeling that I want people to have. Right. Very peaceful. When you walk in, it's like this really sense of calm. Yep. And my children helped me paint that blue elephant. That was Evie's <laughs> choice of color, so <laughs> it's not going really anywhere anytime soon.
0: <laughs> no. She made a good choice.
2: It did. It looks
1: cute.
0: <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Yeah. Ah, uh, the uh, the kitchen area. That's cute.
2: Well, you know, because pretty much everything in the house had been reclaimed or moved from somewhere else, there really weren't any new pieces. Um, which, you know, as a single mom who, when we first moved into the house, I did not have a huge income. I was working from home. Um, and, you know, I just was was making enough to, to get by for the first few years. Um, and I really wanted to add some new pieces as I could. And almost, if it's not um, you know, reclaimed it's pretty much from I- IKEA, but I, I right. really liked the idea of going through and doing some kind of more farmhousey and vintage things. I love vintage, um, especially vintage farmhouse in the kitchen. So I added this hutch and that is an old, actually a vintage bread box. It matched my house perfectly. Um, yep. so it needed a place of honor in the kitchen. So that there it sits.
0: Yep. Now all you need is some really old uh Coca-Cola crates yeah
2: yep that would be amazing
0: that would be amazing moving on you ready yeah okay ah the kitchen the um the kitchen (laughs) i'll tell a little bit about this interesting to try to get all of this in the back of the pickup truck yeah but (laughs) but we did and um Went and set it up and it's... Um,
1: we stored them in our garage for some period of time. Yes, till we, we could did. get Along with the flooring till we could get all this to happen. But uh, then Caroline, it was all white and uh, the microwave and the stove are reclaimed from another source or repurposed, I guess we'd say. And then Caroline got the bright idea of painting the bottom cabinets red. And I love it. Yep. You want to talk about that?
2: Um, I really love Norwegian farmhouses. Um, I took Norwegian in college and you guys have obviously been to Norway. Um, And I really love the kind of dark cabin feel that a lot of Norwegian kitchens have. And I love rosemaling, which is the floral design that they use. Um, But so I was just happened to look at, you know, you know, cabinets on Pinterest in Norway And there's either this like really dark green or a navy or this color red. And I already had navy on the feature wall in the living room. And so I decided that I would go with this red color. And I'm so thrilled with the way it turned out. Um, You know, I thought about maybe doing the upper cabinets as well. But I really love the way that, that it looks. With just the
1: bottom cabinets being done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It looks great.
1: Yeah. I was at Home Depot and Caroline said, I need a quart of red paint to do my kitchen cabinets. I'm like, that's not going to be enough. I'll buy her a gallon because if you go back, it's just ridiculously quartz, doesn't cost that much less, right? Right. So I didn't realize she was only painting three of her cabinets. (laughs) (laughs) She has lots of red paint. (laughs) Well, and and she was doing all the cabinets.
2: No, just, just the bottom ones, but these are, they came from an an old apartment complex. Um, and so I ended up with the first one, I thought I would just paint, you know, I took the doors off obviously, um, and painted everything, but I ended up peeling off. It's basically vinyl, um, that covers these old cabinet or the, you know, the doors and everything. So I peeled all of that off. And then ended up having to sand it um, because it was just too smooth because it's like MDF underneath or particle board. So I sanded it and then painted on top of those. And, you know, anytime I do a project like this, I I just get a wild hair. I get this from my mother. Just get a wild hair and decide that something needs to change. And it needs to happen
1: (laughs) today. Quit nodding your head, (laughs) Mary.
2: It's true. And it needs to happen now. Once I've gotten the idea, if I don't do it right now, because I have time for it, it'll never happen again. Exactly. Um, exactly. So I just, my children think I'm crazy. And I do this in the middle of the night. I painted a sofa one time until like two o'clock in the morning. Um, It was, you know, this green sofa. And I was like, that sofa looks like it needs to be gray. And it was, or it was linen. Um, and so I got fabric paint painted the sofa until three o'clock in the morning. And they came down the next morning and they were like, mom, what were you doing? But this has become a running (laughs) joke with them. You know, Evie, my youngest is like,
1: mom's moving the furniture again. So it's just become (laughs) a thing that happens in my house.
0: Yep. Well, Well, you know, change is good. You
1: inherited that, uh, honestly, it's never boring. It's never boring. Oh, there There she is. is. She's a very little one. She's probably eight months old here, maybe. Maybe Um, not that old.
2: I think about six or seven months old. She was 10 pounds, six ounces when she was born. So she was a big baby. I know. So how do you
1: know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah how can you yeah, tell she's a week old <laughs> yeah you know, she, she just was born yesterday, <laughs> but she looks like
2: a three month old <laughs> uh that this was challenging because trying to keep her hands well, let's out back of up the, grout.
1: the people who can't see there's a picture of a baby holding uh I guess that's not grout that's the glue, like the mastic stuff yes yeah right hand. and yeah. she's holding the side of a bucket and Caroline's got um tile surrounding her Is caroline tiling (laughs) nursing the baby in the um
0: bathroom bathroom
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: great picture
1: and there's the bathroom yes and it's very large for a tiny house this bathroom is i don't know caroline is it like 10 by 11 or something yes it is
0: it's it's a big space and it's um uh, it's got that. I mean, you see the, the, the washer right there, but there's a, a dryer on the other side. I don't know if we have a picture of that,
1: Yeah, I do. but,
0: um, you know, it's just uh, when we, when we first built it before there was anything else in there, uh, the tub was there, but I don't know that the sink was there yet. And the, the washer and dryer certainly weren't there, uh, but it, it was big enough to, I mean, literally you could play hockey in there. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a big space, but we
1: knew that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what, we're looking at, um, the sink is a Kohler sink that we got at Habitat. Right. Yep. Uh, so that's a really expensive pedestal sink. Um, but which it w- of course we didn't pay that much money right. for it. Um, and then we put the little arched, uh, faucet. So that would be a little uh, more of an upgrade. What do you call that tile? It's like 1920s tile or something, but it's we, black couldn't, and white. we couldn't get enough. So uh, Caroline had to put a border around the edge of just plain little, like almost subway looking tiles, which you don't see in yeah, this little particular white. but it's a little black and white. So it's, you know, that was an extra bit of deal to work with the tile that we could get. Um, but the washer dryer are in here and you'll notice that the kitchen cabinet leftovers ended up in the bathroom. So Caroline has an upper cabinet from the kitchen that's right. in the bathroom and she's painted that's blackboard paint, I think, Caroline. Right? Yeah, it's chalk paint.
2: Yep, and it it's yeah. got funny little messages on it, um, right. you know, about Dobby finding his lost sock. <laughs> um, but I love <laughs> yeah. also, I love first of all having my washer and dryer in my bathroom because you know when the kids have dirty clothes, they just put them straight into the washer, and they know I've trained them now, thankfully, um, that they're dirty when the door is open to the washer, they just put their clothes straight in there. Um, And then that makes it easier. Yep. The cabinet in the middle is good for folding. um, And I just have all of my laundry supplies and I use that cabinet as kind of a medicine cabinet. um, And I have another one above the toilet um, that we also use for, you know, medicine cabinet type stuff, deodorant perfume things like that yes there's two (laughs) candles on either side of the mirror which is also reclaimed and uh we don't really have a good picture of the lighting fixture above but it was also reclaimed
1: right Um, what lighting fixture do you have above i don't even remember
2: that's the three globe one it looks kind of vintage it's like a 1930s arched so weird um, i don't remember it yep yeah, I'll send a picture and show you, or you could just come over because yeah. you live, you know. Right, I so mean,
1: it's could. not like I don't go there, but I'm like, <laughs> I totally am blanking. And you know what? We don't have, Caroline, is a picture of the fact that you have a glass door on your bathroom. Yes, I do. Yes. I love my it's glass a, door. It's a nine light uh, outdoor uh, door that we found somewhere. I don't even remember where we got it. And we uh, spray painted the glass right, with frosting. With frosting. Yeah, I frosted
2: it, and I remember it like two o'clock in the morning when the littles were asleep, and I'm, you know, in this enclosed space with this frosting, and I'm like, "Hmm, maybe I should
1: have some better ventilation in here while this is happening. (laughs) Right. The little frost paint was very stinky, but uh, anyway, so you can go to the next picture, Barry. And there's Uh, picture of the dryer. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's just side by side with a cab, a kitchen cabinet, basically in the middle, and um leftover countertop i mean that is all reclaimed stuff
0: yeah and the um the woodwork around the uh the yep. window is also reclaimed from that old house
1: yep yep, yep. simple right. very simple
0: yep very yeah very simple design not a simple build
1: no. <laughs> no we made it as hard on ourselves as we could oh
0: the uh the exciting shower
1: yeah well, I mean, you know, you have to have a towel, a toilet, and a shower. You, you do well, have and the to have towel, a towel. The towel racks,
2: um, I actually are reclaimed wood, which you can kind of see a little bit of on oh, that yeah. wall yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> so we got, we had reclaimed wood. We cut those into squares. And then they have little like stainless steel um, knobs on them that are kind of vintage looking. So that's where we all hang all of our towels. And that space on the side is a little bit of a linen closet. It doesn't have a door on it. So it's just open shelving. But I had that space and wanted to use it for something. So we just put shelves up in there. But, you know, I think a lot of people are surprised at how big the bathroom is um, in such a small house, but it doesn't really ever feel that crowded. And if we had to, all four of us could be in there um, at the same time. And and it's, you know, a little bit
1: close, but it's not horrible yeah i mean who has that i don't have that size of a bathroom now we're going upstairs and you can also see have a better view of the um bookcases that were headed up right i that i don't know why
2: when i decided to do that those bookcases on the landing i had a smaller bookcase there and then i was like you know what i have all these books i need better, better bookshelves but it's become one of my favorite places in the house
1: well, yeah, they're narrow bookshelves on the landing and they go up really high. So when you start walking up the stairs, you see these really tall bookshelves and they and it just really looks nice. Yeah, it does.
0: It looks great. And
1: we're, we're uh, of course, um,
0: prejudiced. We are prejudiced. Now, this is a great picture of a light. And we, we bought two of these, but uh, yeah. one of them kind of walked.
1: Yeah, uh, our electrician took it from us. Um, but that electrician we don't use anymore, right? Decided to take <laughs> it from
0: but, us. But um, <laughs> we <laughs> bought this light. Did we get this at Gallery 63? Uh huh. We got we, it at auction. We bought it at auction where Beth and I uh were bidders on a uh, Saab race car. Not That's really. our one we, claim to fame. Yes. When we were
1: on the TV show.
0: Um, and I think that came out of a uh an Atlanta church. I think that's right. I think right. they came out of Grace Methodist.
1: So this is a but really huge light for that massive. small house. It's probably, Caroline, how big do you think that light is? It's right over her head right now. She's sitting up at those windows that you see, which is the landing. Um,
2: I mean, so look, can you see it? I can just yes. lift my laptop. Yep. Um, It's big. I mean, it's probably two and a half or
1: three, three feet tall. Feet.
2: Yeah. With, you know, it's got a chain that holds it, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's.
1: Yep. I, 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 I love, love it in there. Part of my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, good thing. Cause you spent a lot of time in that yeah. office. I do. All right, spend a lot oh, of time wait, wait, One more thing. Oh, one more thing. Very back away, but you can also see, we use that reclaimed wood from that house to trim out the windows that Caroline is sitting in. You can't see it as well, obviously where she, I mean, you could see it, but she's got stuff up there now, I think, but. You can see it's, we've sort of left the paint on it, like the old patina, sort of a, what color would that be like? Caroline kind of like has some green, it, like green tone taupe red, or
2: something. It's kind of gray. It's like a milk paint. Um It's kind great. of what it what it, it, it is. Um, but it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And we we framed in this wall and painted it gray so that it would stand out a little bit. And it's coming up the top of my stairs is just gorgeous.
1: Yeah, well again we feel that way because we did it right but it is pretty nice um and then we chose not to use sheetrock we chose to use beadboard <clears throat> excuse me um and i don't know if i would do that again that was messy and um but it looks because i hate drywalling but it also you know you can see that they we just need some more uh, probably some more um battens in it yeah. But uh it does make the house feel really cozy. It
0: was weird to cut,
1: yeah weird to it cut. was
0: a mess to cut, but yeah. this is this is Caroline's bedroom right uh, again, a very peaceful space,
2: yep,
1: that's her bed, but- and then just you go over to the next side. Yep. And, and
2: it's the gray. You can see my knee, you know, you can't really see the knee walls, but you can see, you know, everything fits in here really nicely. Of course, there's definitely some consideration and lots of measuring before I bring in any <laughs> new right. furniture, um, just to make sure. <laughs> and so my bed does pull out a little bit from the wall, but I actually prefer it that way. I don't like it right up against, you know, the wall anyway. Um, and it, but it hasn't been challenging. I really love living in this kind of pseudo A-frame space. It, it does make decorating tricky sometimes, but it's also very cozy. Um, and it's just become, you know, my bedroom is, is kind of my paradise. I love, um, the way it looks. I have a chair for reading and meditation. I do yoga here. You can't see it, but underneath that table, underneath the horse picture is my kettlebell. I've got my yoga mat tucked away. So my bedroom is definitely multi-purpose in terms of, you know, I use it for meditation, yoga, reading, writing. Um, and I just love it. It's really, it's just a great space to be in. And the the ceiling is gray. Um, so I painted it a darker color to kind of offset the lighter neutral on the walls. And that also helps make it really grounding as well. Right. Help it, yeah.
1: it to be in. And um the ba- basically this if i remember my measurements right Caroline i think this is 10 by 16 so it's long and narrow not narrow but it's longer uh because of the side walls and then the kid's bedroom on the opposite side which we don't have pictures of today is the exact same size with yes. a little niche out for the stairs that i was working on in that earlier picture. Yes. Um, and, and then all the... and you...
2: oh <laughs> a little cluttered it's a little cluttered up here. Um, well, by, you uh, know, you it's, know. it's a working
0: space. <laughs> oh, look, more books.
2: <laughs> well, this is my office um, and the desk is all reclaimed wood um, that I'm looking at right now. Um, and, you know, that's where my computer monitors and everything are. So my daughter and I share this space. Um, she does her schoolwork up here with me, usually while I'm working in the afternoons. And mostly up here on her over her shoulder are all of my old nursing textbooks and yearbooks and proofs from my authors that the publishing companies that I've done over the years. Um, And, you know, we make it work for us. It's a great space to be in. Um, It's pretty functional. I have, you know, all of my papers and books and reference books that I need for work close to me. Um, And I do have double monitors up there. We did end up putting scarves. um, Those are scarves, not curtains. I didn't want to ruin the space with curtains um, or put curtain rods up because these windows are so beautiful and so unique. But when I have Zoom meetings, um, it was getting a little bit glary. So I had to put something up temporarily. um, And so that works for now. But hopefully, you know, before too long, we'll be able to pull those down. I just moved them over to the side like I have right now um just so that i get my natural light fix
1: (laughs) while i'm working (laughs) the house is oriented almost due south that was with the intention at some point if you wanted to do solar or whatever but also in the winter the sun is um starts in about october the sun is lower on the horizon so in the summer these windows are not so flooded with lights but in the starting in the fall and winter We all start getting a lot of heat coming in from the windows, which is what you want. But in the South, sometimes the weather is confused and it can be (laughs) really hot in the middle of those October to March. So we have to work around our um, orientation of our houses, doing what it's supposed to do. But then sometimes, our, you know, we're flooded with a lot of light, which is yep. a good, well, like, bad thing, especially yeah. for Zoom meetings. Yes, like, I, I <laughs> yeah. mean,
0: our weather, uh, the last two weeks has been dark and rainy and chilly. And, and now, not, all of a sudden, we're, you know, upper 60s and bright sunshine.
1: Right, so. I think, Caroline, you guys are doing a, a little trip out and about here in a minute. Yep. And um, it's uh, going to be, what did you say, 72 today? 72 it's gonna today. It's going to be pretty warm today. Yeah. Yeah, which it is 38
2: mm-hmm. when I woke up this morning. And I will I will say too about this space. We could have turned this into a bathroom. Um yes. to have an upstairs bathroom as well, because it's big enough to have put, you know, a half bath or something. But for me, the more important thing was, you know, I can suffer through having just one bathroom with four of us in here, but I really needed that office space. Um, because for me, I need to separate my sleeping space and my workspace. You probably noticed we don't have any real electronics upstairs. Um, We only have one TV and that's downstairs. And that was completely intentional. I didn't want to invite anything like that into my bedroom, um, which is why I wanted to have the office space be completely separate from, you know, not in my bedroom, basically.
0: Right.
1: These are the reclaimed floors that that young lady was sitting on. These are different reclaimed floors, but we left the paint on this wood. Yeah. So it kind of matches those reclaimed windows. Yes. Those are my
2: upstairs floors.
1: Yeah, they're wow. they were they fit together better. Yeah, <laughs> they did. <do.
2: laughs>
1: and they're uh, absolutely
2: I, gorgeous. They're currently covered with a carpet. This is my the
0: favorite, my favorite space in the whole house.
1: Right? The office is
0: the, the office and the floors. And the
1: yeah, the reclaimed stuff. Yep. And um what I don't have is a shot of Caroline's uh, reclaimed wall behind her door, but we'll maybe add oh. that at some point. <laughs>
2: oh, uh, yeah. Now this was
1: a great yeah, this was a great a shot so of course I had to share it Caroline um it snowed about three weeks ago yeah and um Caroline captured this shot uh we only got what maybe an inch uh we didn't get the big storm Uri that we thought we were gonna get but this is about an inch of snow but this shot was just so arresting we call this our one our one big tree Um, and sometimes it has lanterns hanging on it. Right Right now it doesn't. Maybe there's one left. It It looks like there are sprites in it.
2: (laughs) Right now it does look
1: like there are fairies living in that tree. Um, but uh, you know, it's just been for Caroline a great place to live, great place to raise her kids. And we're so delighted that we can live in her backyard and help her. We try to be very careful about. Giving her her own space, and you know she tries. We just try not to be in each other's space all the time, Uh, but I think it works for our family.
0: It does. It's um, you know we want when we did this space, we did it with the intention of having a family compound, if you will. When we when we bought this property, and there's there are many days that I think we didn't go far enough out, or we don't have enough land. Right, um, but well, um, especially
1: now that Atlanta continues to push north, and Caroline, you know, um, the when we moved up here, there was nothing about like 15 miles south of us, and now that's gone crazy. Right. So, yeah. which is good and bad? Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. But anyway, um, did we miss anything that you wanted to talk about? We do have at the the end slide has your contact information. I want to talk a little bit about what you do as far as being a book editor and that kind of thing. But why don't we just go to that next slide and then.
0: Oh, well, let's talk about if, if you're looking at this oh, right. picture. So it's it's nighttime. The house is beautiful, all lit up with snow around. And to the left of the house. You can see there's a little mini house there that's right. also got the same pitch of the Caroline's uh, roof on her house, and that's our well house.
1: Right, we have a little well house. We do, but and we, we have a, a statue out there that came from our pool in our big house. So that's right. It was called Rachel at the well. I'm like, well, guess where she's going to live? At the well. She's going <laughs> to live at the well.
0: And she's in all in all these years, she's only toppled over once.
1: Right, um, and, and she, I still
0: don't know how that happened. She's
1: supposed to be a fountain, but we've never hooked her up to any water. But um, we bought her at the same auction place where we bought that chandelier. Yes,
0: we did. And that was, a, she was a pain to get home. She let me was. tell you that I, much. I like
1: Barry's like, you're buying a concrete statue?
0: <laughs> that's five feet tall?
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: All right. So, oh, well, that's cool, Beth. I so animated it. Uh, she animated it.
1: All right. So, Caroline, talk about your books, what, who you are, what you do. She's done a little bit I mean, it. a little bit more, but, you know, talk about like your work from home thing. So I have been working
2: from home since my son was born. Um, I worked in a publishing company right after I finished college. I got hired on as a senior editor for a publishing company um, locally. And um, my degree is in English literature and I minored in publishing and printing arts. Um, But while I was in college, I also was a reading specialist in a public elementary school for three and a half years. So I have done a little bit of a lot (laughs) for the last several years. (laughs) Um, I tutor um, in the humanities. So um, any humanities subject, particularly I tutor children who are medically fragile and can't be in school in a traditional school for some reason. Um, So I've done a little bit of that, which isn't technically working from home, but it gives me the flexibility to, um, you know, set my own hours and work with them during the day Um, and I only have one student left over from that because my real job has kind of taken over, but, um, she's currently in college and I've worked with her for the last six years. So, um, you know, that's, that's that's been something I know she's, she's amazing. Um, but, um, so that does get me out of the house a little bit. Um, but it's been a, a nice way to have some additional income. But I freelance edit for several different companies in different genres. And that has been a great way for me to make income from home. And pretty much, you know, we have very low overhead um, being in this house with no rent, which is wonderful. Um, it's given us a lot of peace of mind over the years, especially as a single mom who, you know, does work freelance, that can be its own set of challenges sometimes um and not knowing when your clients are going to pay you that can be tricky but not right. having to worry about rent has been you know a huge relief in many ways and it's also given us the ability to do things with our income that you know other families might not be able to do i took my son we have a tradition in in my house of taking my children to disney when they turn 7 So um, my middle child just turned seven last year and we ended up going to Disney very cautiously, very safely, even during COVID. Um, But the point of living with low overhead was really to be able to travel and take my children places. Um, And in non-COVID years, I think we'll be able to do that a little bit more. But, you know, I have plans to take them to Australia year after next to go see family Um, that we have there. And, you know, we just, we're a a traveling kind of family. And I think that they can get such amazing experiences that way. Um, They are homeschooled right now. We didn't mention that. So we're doing all kinds of things in this house during COVID, Um, you know, playtime, work time, school time, all of that. So this house really has been amazingly multifunctional, even though it's small, but none of us feel that it's that small. It's not, that's not something that any of us ever complain about is that we need more space. Um, You know, we make it work for us and we cycle out toys and books and clothes on a pretty regular basis because we live so small. Um, And I think it's been a really great thing for them to know, and they know that their toys get donated. So about every three to six months, especially before Christmas and birthdays and things we go through and donate their toys. And they know now, you know, they get bags that are giveaway trash and donate or keep. Um, And so we go through that whole process many times during the year. um, And we talk about, you know, giving those things to other families and letting other children have joy through their toys. And they don't have a problem with that anymore. There's no kicking and screaming about getting rid of things. It's just part of life in our house. Um, and you know, they've just adjusted really well, especially my oldest, she never really had any issues about being here now that she's a teenager, she does want her own space. So that is putting a little bit of pressure on mom to make sure we can get that, you know, bedroom downstairs done so that she can have her own space and not have to be with her brother and sister anymore. Um, but I've really, you know, I've loved working from home the last seven years. I used to commute into Atlanta. Um, And that is not something I ever want to do again, Um, ever, 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 Um, ever, ever, ever. ever. But it's, you know, it's so when you love your space and you love being in your space, it doesn't make it hard to to want to work at home or want to get out of the house. Um, And it's just been such a wonderful way to live the life that I want to create with my children. And I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to Homeschool them and work. I work in the afternoons. Usually, we do our homeschooling in the morning. Um, my work schedule is typically twelve to five or six in the afternoons and evenings. And then sometimes after the kids go to bed, um, I'll stay up late and you know work on books that I need to edit. But you know it's just so amazing to live the life that I live. And you know I've got friends that that don't have the same ability or flexibility. Um, But I've been able to go to things when the kids were in school, I could take, you know, time off and go to school functions. And um, I just feel very grateful to be able to not only be their mother, but also be in this position where I have the ability to be there for them and work and do all of all of the things that I want to do. There's a lot I want to accomplish in my life. Um, yes. And, you know, having having a farm is definitely definitely one of those. Um, and it just teaches all of us a lot of responsibility and a lot of community. So it's it's just I can't say enough good things about living tiny and being able to work from home.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you know what? So the way we work it out with our family is um, the littles, we call them the littles. They come over at about noon. And so we do our stuff in the morning. And then we take care of the littles until Caroline, we send them home at dinner. So she's working and, you know, that kind of thing. And then picks up. So it works for our family. Um, and we try to support each other. Um, and we, that's one of the reasons we wanted to do a family compound.
0: Right. That's exactly right.
1: There are so many people that I talk to that really envy that opportunity to, especially during COVID, to be back and forthing right um and just have different spaces and so as you know we have three different well actually we have four different buildings on our property tiny house one tiny house two what we call the shop office, which is where we are currently we also have a, a barn we built out of pallets uh a, a small barn but um And that was a whole other adventure. And and our neighbors came over the other day. Caroline, you weren't out there, but our neighbors came over and they were like, is that a barn made out of pallets? And so (laughs) the guy's like, oh, my gosh, now you've got a new project for me. (laughs) But anyway. Well, uh, well, I I know. that was
2: supposed to be Hap's little pub. We were gonna make it into a little uh, community. We we love our neighbors. We have them over a lot. We usually in non-COVID times we do a lot of neighborhood right. gatherings. So we were right. planning on turning it into a pub, but then I kind of brought goats, and then our <laughs> farm kind of exploded from there. But what's the point of having all of this property if we're not going to have animals on it? That's right. right.
0: So I don't I want to have a Highland cow on right. here.
1: The goats, I the bunnies, you. the chickens, the dogs, the yep. cats, right? Um uh, right. So traveling is limited unless we get a, a house sitter, <laughs> an a, animal, sitter. A, an animal sitter, an animal sitter. Well, the longer the
2: longer we've been in quarantine, the more animals we seem to have. So we need to get out of quarantine soon so that right. we stop. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. And now we also have a chicken, another chicken, somebody else's chicken, and, and a rooster that have adopted us. Yes. So, yes.
1: <laughs> and, and our neighbor's goats were eating our stuff, but that's gotten taken care of now. So oh, they, we were, out, the they were out
0: and about the other day. Oh, well, they, yeah. they keep
1: escaping, yeah, they, but the ghosts are escape artists. But anyway, enough. Anyway, um, so
0: all your contact information is here on the screen. Let me get to the bigger screen so people can see it if they want to. Uh, go ahead and give your uh, your email address your, and your website Okay, um,
2: for folks, who, for folks right, that we're are listening. At it. Right. Okay, so my email address is info at editorcaroline.com, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. My website is editorcaroline.com and you can find me on pretty much all social media platforms with some combination of that. Um, and I do have a podcast as well called Inspiration right. to Publication for people who are wanting to write books that um, you'll hear a familiar voice on my intro because Hap helps me. I never know if I should call you Hap or Barry or Dad. Um, all of the above, I suppose. <laughs> all of the
0: above. Um, Just don't call me late for dinner.
2: <laughs> Helps me yeah. with my podcast. Um, so you can find that uh, any, if you go to my website, editorcaroline.com, there's links to all of those things there. And the podcast is also located there as well. And all of
1: my books are for sale on the website as well. Right. So Carolyn, anything about what, about why we thought it would be helpful to have Caroline on the podcast. Well, of course, we're pretty proud of Tiny House One.
0: And, and her
1: and all that work that we did, you see, now why we had a tough shed for tiny house too? Because by the time we had done those, all that stuff, we're like, yeah. we're not doing that again.
0: Yeah, let's let somebody else do that. Do? <laughs> Oddly enough, the, what we the biggest project we chose to do in our house was the floor again,
1: and it's we hate it anyway. Um, so, uh, but Caroline does help other people and publish books, right? write edit, books, edit and publish. Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. So we wanted to make sure you guys had the opportunity to understand that this is something you could potentially do for yourself um, to have income. Because, yes, Caroline works other jobs, but as she continues to publish more books, she will be able to potentially make a living as an editor and author.
0: Right. But it's, you know, it's to highlight the opportunity (laughs) to work from home. And there are, you know, uh, I don't know, there are thousands, maybe Hundreds of thousands of work-from-home positions or opportunities or whatever you might want to do from home uh, that would give you the the chance to stay home and work, take care of your kids, take yep. care of your property, uh, build
1: this is your, just your one dream way. Home.
0: And this is just one of those one of those thousands of opportunities. So so
1: we're starting well, kind especially of now that, home. Here. go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say, especially now that everything is virtual, you know, I got offered the job that I currently have um, as an I'm an editor in chief for a publishing company based in Tampa. And I'm not sure I would have had that opportunity had things with COVID not happened and virtual working been more the norm now. Um, and right. even a lot of my tutoring students, you know, were f- comfortable moving on to a Zoom or virtual platform. Um, so I think that there there is a lot of opportunity there to be doing things digitally, of course, a good internet connection would be vital for something like that, which we struggle right. with some days here living in so a small nice. town,
1: uh-huh. um,
2: But you know, for the most part, it really isn't an issue. And it just is another way to, um, you know, think outside of things that you could be currently doing and, you know, just embrace a change, something different.
1: Yeah. Yep. I love it. We're trying to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Tough in my throat this morning. Why, why don't I cover for you?
0: Why don't you drink some water? <laughs>
1: yeah. And
0: I will, uh, while we're, we're wrapping up here, um, give our information out.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, you can reach us at RadioTinyHouse at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook um, at My Tough Shed Home. Um, and you can visit our website if you'd like to at RadioTinyHouse.com as well.
1: Yep. Um yeah, so we're I'm starting a kind of a series about people working from home. And this is one of the ones that we wanted to start with. So um I have come up with forty different things that I think people can do from home. I'm sure there's ten thousand of them, but you know, just things that I've um uh trying to help folks do. So I'll put a link in chocolatier in there. No, but that would be one. That would I'll put a, a link one. in the in the notes. Um, obviously Caroline's information will be in the notes, but also I'll put a link to our 40 ways you can work from home.
0: That's right. There are 40 ways to work from home, and there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Did we we're, miss anything, Caroline? Even though Paul your Simon. father's gown getting crazy. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: So we've we've highlighted Caroline before I go. I have to say Rhapsody in Bloom.
1: <laughs> our other daughter. But well, we're pretty proud of our daughters because they both have become very independent, doing very different things, but also they've watched their mother slave away and dad slave away at corporate for so long. I think they decided they did not want that in their life.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Am I right, Caroline? I yeah.
2: I mean, I do have that in some small way. You can't really do my job without getting some sort of corporate. But not but it's corporate only the way thing. I did it. No, no. It's only part of the time. I do, you know, travel for work, um, which is good and bad. Um, but it's, uh, you know, that comes with leadership responsibilities. And and if I wanted to move up in my field, then that was something that I was going to have to be willing to do. Um, right. But right. you know, I have the ability and the the flexibility to do that. And so far, it's only been once. But, you know, as, as we get out of COVID, it might end up being more but, you know, there's definitely some stability that's there that I haven't had previously in, as far as corporate, you know. So there's pros and cons to everything. Um, but, right. yes, I think my 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 sister definitely did not – she doesn't do well in boxes. And I think she would be <laughs> one of the first ones to say that she doesn't. Um, but she also is uh, – we sponsor her on my podcast, or she's one of the sponsors for my podcast. So we're that's all, right. you know, trying to support each other as, as far as family. And I think that that's the best – thing that we can do for each other that's right
0: so we're going to highlight that one more time okay and it's probably time to uh wrap this up because we are at an hour almost an hour and a half here. yeah
1: and i'll edit it down a little bit
0: so all right well caroline thank you for uh for being our guest today our first guest in the work from home series Yep. and uh we will uh we will see you soon
2: thanks parents all right bye we love you we'll
0: see you later okay <laughs> Bye. hey it's me again thanks for listening to radio tiny house if you'd like to contact us you can do so at radio tiny house at gmail.com or you can find us on our facebook page which is my tough shed home thanks for listening and we'll see you next week